0: Welcome back to the Make Life Work podcast with me, Side Jobling. On this podcast, we talk to people from around tech about how they find a balance between work, life, and any side projects to share the stories, challenges, and life hacks so others can learn themselves. This time around, I've joined forces with two previous guests of the podcast, Sam Hardacre and Mike Street, to ask each other questions about our side projects and invite along other members from our on-the-side Slack community to share their stories too. This week, we're joined by a relatively new member of our community, Jesse Payne. I've known Jesse through previous jobs, which we may talk about at some point, and I've always enjoyed our conversations about doing proper UX and product design. So without further ado, let's get into it and introduce ourselves. Mike.
1: Hi, I'm uh, Mike Street. I'm lead developer and
2: CTO for a small Brighton-based web agency called Liquid Light. Hi, I'm Sam Hardaker, and uh, I'm a designer developer uh, living in Halifax, working for a company in Leeds.
3: Hi, uh, I'm Jesse Payne. I'm a product designer who dabbles a bit in code, uh, currently based in Shrewsbury. I am Cy Jobling.
0: I'm what's known as a delivery lead in tech, in the FinTech industry for a large um, financial company how is everyone doing today fantastic very well very well thank you we're finally working yes <laughs> i love tech we love tech we for, for the listeners benefit we just had a nightmare trying to get this conversation started yeah. and we have about to take two so yeah
2: there might be some overlap
0: and missed pieces
2: <laughs> we've, we've but bo- we've most definitely not been saying this twice already <laughs> definitely
0: not repeating ourselves again
2: my fantasticness
0: <laughs> is genuine i promise yeah genuinely
3: and welcome along, Jesse. Good to have you on board, mate. Thank you. Yeah, great to be on board. I've listened to a few episodes, not all, not all the episodes yet, um, oh, if I can on. admit that. All um, oh, right, yeah, kick man. him
2: off, kick him off.
0: <laughs> at least you know what you're letting yourself in for. With a dog <laughs> as well. All right. <laughs> <laughs> We've got an additional guest to the, to the podcast this week. Yeah. We've got a dog in the background too.
3: <laughs> He's got a lot to say. He always do.
0: How's, uh,
2: everyone, how's life treating everyone at the moment? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. good. I was I was saying uh, in the in the in the lost in the lost recording. I've been booked in for the vaccine uh, tomorrow, so that's good. Nice.
0: Yeah. You'll be safe. But how the hell did you bump jump
2: that list, man? Because you're not in that forty to forty nine bracket. I think it's because uh, when I was a teenager, I had some pretty serious respiratory problems. So I think um, they must have just bumped me up the list because of that. I'm I'm absolutely fine now. Like I don't have any problems now. So it was quite a surprise to get that text.
0: Yeah, my sister she managed to get up the list somehow. We're trying to work it out, but she's had medical history in the past as well, which probably helps Yeah, um I think it's just it's, it's weird because my wife is in the forty to forty-nine year old bracket. She's a teacher, and she's not getting it. I'm like, for God's sake, it just bothers me that tough
2: Yeah, see, so that's that's the kind of thing that makes me kind of feel a bit guilty. Like, is it am I legitimately at at risk really? Because you know, I've managed so far. <laughs> I, we have worked out though. There is a way of just
0: bumping your way up the list anyway. Oh, I can't put that on the podcast, surely? Inside the tips. <laughs> well,
2: I might take that bit out. But it is bad. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys see the um, see the news article where one guy got bumped up the list? And when he inquired about it, it's because when he registered with his doctor's surgery, they put his height down as six centimeters instead of six foot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he was just massively obese. <laughs> yeah, his, his BMI was like twenty-eight thousand or something.
3: I love that there's no check in place to make sure that like no one could be under, I don't know what the minimum size would be for a human, but <laughs> you would think six centimetres would be below the, the threshold.
0: Yeah, no minimum input. Yeah. <laughs> Try using your input fields properly. Yeah. So uh, welcome aboard Jesse as well. So um, do you want to just give us a bit of context to what you do in your job as well? Because I think you, we know each other from the past. What are you up to nowadays?
3: Yeah, um, it's a bit of a tricky one because I feel like I bounce all over the place. Um, like traditionally, I, I studied as a graphic designer and then moved into UX. And then uh, when we worked together, I si, was kind of a, a blend between doing user research and UX design, kind of more focusing on like wireframing and stuff like that. Um, and then moved back more into kind of UI and, and product strategy as as a product designer, which is where... I feel like my kind of strengths are but yeah definitely got an interest in well I've developed more of an interest in kind of doing front end as well so i've picked up um a bit of well I, I kind of self-taught html and css when i was at college um and i've been improving those kind of over the years building my own uh mostly skilling up through building my own website but um yeah picked up like react and javascript recently so um I've also kind of there's been times where I've been fifty percent, maybe even eighty percent of my time has been kind of building components and React and stuff and building the UI that I'm designing, uh, which which I do really enjoy as well.
0: Bit of an all rounder by the sound of it then. You got the, the, the product <laughs> mind, the UX mind and the dev mind.
3: Yeah, Jack of all trades, master of none is what some people would describe it. Um but <laughs> I, I'm That's how I used to just describe, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of being uh what, there's something about like knowing enough to be dangerous in in all these different areas that's how i like to think of it do
1: you find that knowing like teaching yourself the sort of html and css and building stuff in react has that impacted your um sort of ui ux design at all do you sort of think oh actually this is going to make more sense from a developer to build it like this or something or do you just like put that do you sort of box up those thoughts and sort of put them away to to help you sort of think differently
3: yeah, it's really hard because the change kind of happens really slowly as well as you pick up, you know, dev skills from being a designer. So I think my way of thinking changed like really slowly. Um, I think once I started to learn about, you know, uh, objects and, you know, booleans and stuff like that in in code, I think it's really affected how I think about components and stuff because I, I would be like, oh, this is a switch. This is on off. Whereas now I'm like, oh, this is like a type of boolean. Um or like learning more about HTML as well, like learning how something like a checkbox should work in HTML or like a radio button definitely informs you know how I build it. And another thing that I've also been really interested in is accessibility. So I think that also feeds in and to kind of be good at accessibility as well, you kind of need to know how that stuff should work. Um, obviously on web, it's really different to apps, um, but yeah, for for web stuff like learning about html also teaches you about accessibility and it all feeds into each other i think it's kind of been really slowly that my thinking has shift shifted but um yeah it's it's definitely changed the way i think about design it's
0: all interesting stuff though isn't it shall we uh, get into
2: our first question of the week what your learnings have been from the past week who wants to go first yeah i don't mind going first that's fine <laughs> yeah so i've I've got two learnings this week um so yeah so this week i've I've actually started lettering my comic, which is really good um people who've been listening to the podcast recently will know I've been working on this for ages and it's it's becoming a bit like a broken record, saying still coloring, still coloring, so now I can finally say I'm lettering, which is good um, so, my lesson, so my lesson this week is that um lettering a comic is is very difficult um you sort of approach it initially thinking. Or you might approach it thinking it's just it's just letters, it's just words in a bubble, straightforward, pretty good. Um, but then when you scratch a service, you realise that there's a lot more to it. Um, and I'm just learning as I go. I'm I'm kind of figuring out my process as I go. But it's not as it's not as much of a learning curve, I don't think, as colouring because it just isn't, or at least for me, I'm I'm finding some of the core concepts a lot easier to grasp than than colouring con- comics. Um, and obviously, it's, it's it's not as large a task either because you're not colouring entire pages. You're sort of focusing on certain aspects of it. Um, so that's my first lesson. Uh, my second lesson is uh, well, the thing I've learned about this week is the uh, universal hand signal for for help. Which in the in the current climate and the current things that are going on in the news at the moment, it's uh, it's quite a it's quite a good thing to sort of share out with people because um, I I certainly didn't know about it. You know, a week ago or two weeks ago, um, and it's it's becoming uh, it's becoming a lot more kind of. Uh, well, I suppose it's a shame that it's needed, but mm. um, but it's certainly good to know. Definitely, I think I saw that probably
0: similar time to you last week. Um, there was a, a video example of a woman doing the signal on a video call, um, just to signal she's in a domestic violence situation, um, and it was, it was an education. So I instantly retweeted because I think like all of us we just need to know about this stuff, and it's it's how tech can help. Not always, as we know, perfect. But um, yeah, I'm loving the fact that there is something like this going on. And But it's a shame. that It has to happen. As, we've, as we were saying beforehand, it's a shame that we're in a situation where women have to have a, a signal to say, help. Um, and I, I also want to add that it shouldn't be limited to just women as well. I think there are men that are in similar situations that can't communicate this stuff. So it's yeah, it's predominantly female, but there is a, a win- window where men need to know about this stuff as well. Um but on that note, we don't want to get too topical. Um I know it's it's very nope. sensitive subject subject, but yeah, good good shout. And we'll get the details in the uh show notes as well. Mike, yeah. what have you been learning this week? Um, how easy
1: it is to become obsessed with new tech. Um so I Ooh. think I think last week I mentioned about the fact that I was converting my blog to eleven T. Um, so I think last Thursday uh sorry where are we we're part, we're going to go live on a Monday so it would be like a week and a half ago um <laughs> <laughs> it's very confusing uh I pu- I pushed my site live so that's now using 11 rather than the old craft cms um and then the Friday night I uh decided to rebuild one of my side projects which is my beer uh rating thing so i i post beers on instagram and give them a rating and a little review and i'd built a little website that sort of pulls the data from instagram and displays it in a in a website that's searchable and stuff so i just kind of my wife was having a Zoom call in the evening with some friends, so I just—I had like a free evening, a bonus evening. Uh, and I sort of sat down to see how far I could get with Eleventy and my beer stuff. And there is now, I, I basically sat down and the first thing I did was buy a new domain name. Um, and so I got that populated, looking at Netlify Shoved up a site which now has like all my beer ratings, each beer has an individual page there's i've got so nerdy with like uh metadata and stuff so yeah i'm in I'm in like eleven heaven not eleven hell I'm in eleven <laughs> heaven at the moment, um and I won't shut up about it and i've written lots of blog posts about stuff um so yeah it's easy to uh, get obsessed with new tech and excited about new tech. <laughs> and I hope that this excitement and this obsession kind of stays and that I don't, in six months, go, oh, I'm going to rebuild it in Gatsby or Hugo or anything else. No, Eleventy. is where it is. Shout out to Zach Leatherman. That's his surname. I hope I've said it right.
0: <laughs> uh... <laughs> we'll fact check that with him. <laughs> si, what have you learned? Oh, a few things. Uh, so... One of the, um, I think we've talked about previously, I've had problems with my feet and my legs um, from trying to do some fundraising and running. Um, I've learned I've got flat feet, officially. So um, the podiatrist has suggested, you know, I'll get all seen to, get fitted with steps and this sort of stuff. Uh, I've got an appointment this evening. So that's the first lesson for me. I've I've got flat feet. I've had them for 40 odd years. I should do something about (laughs) it. The other thing I've learned this week, a bit more related, um, I've been recording my... Time use over the last sort of two months, give or take, in a Google Sheet. Um, So I've been a little bit obsessive about recording what I'm up to every half hour of the day, right? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like ridiculous, but you can sort of set a trend for the day or the week, really, of like, well, I'll be working for those hours, and that's pretty much the block. What I'm finding now is my learning. I don't know what to do with all this data. I've got like 2,000 units of information here to pull apart and analyze. But now I can't remember why I bothered and what I'm going to do with it now. So I've learned I'm a bit of a data junkie, a bit of an obsessive with this stuff, but I'm not very good at working out the why. So this is why I need a product person or a designer to come in and go, why, why, why? But I have a five-year-old mindset.
1: Surely, surely it's for your your like year in review post. That's the only reason we gather data these days, right? So at the end of the year, you could be, I spent this many hours working I spent this many hours sleeping I
0: spent this many hours playing bass that's Uh, one reason right and then you can feel
1: depressed about how much you've worked
0: yeah that's one reason I mean one of the reasons was I've got this idea of building like a toolkit framework for helping people build side projects finding the time to do it so that's the kind of the the general catch-all purpose of this but I want to just kind of dig deep into this and go right how do I categorize these units into something and go these are needed these bits are nice to haves Then I can work out where your flexibility might be and how you fill it with work, like side project time instead of wasted time, as I sort of highlighted before. Um, Yeah, so my lesson is I'm a bit of a data junkie and I don't know why. Um, And I need to go back and rethink what I'm going to do with all this. (laughs) Jesse, what have you learned this week?
3: Um, Learning that about you is quite interesting. That's given me lots of ideas about... I, I feel like you need a dashboard or something to put all of that on and then you've got something shiny to look at. And... Yeah, now I want to see like Sai's urine review. I'm not interested in Monzo's urine review. I want to know what your urine review was like. <laughs> post-boy, post-boy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think for me the last week, uh one of the big things that I've been trying to do uh in order to kind of free myself up to work on side projects and, and self improvement and stuff is um get a bit more of a handle on fitness I've definitely let myself go during lockdown I used to play like five a side once a week and then obviously that's just not happening now so um bought a, an exercise bike um and I've been going on that like four or five times a week and you know kind of it, there's like stats and stuff that you can see so apparently according to my bike I've done like a hundred nearly a hundred miles in like three weeks so that really like made me feel like wow like I you know I've learned that I can I can push myself and kind of fit exercise in with work all I needed was apparently the right kit <laughs> but um so that that was good um I think like work wise um I've definitely done a lot of soul searching the last couple of weeks cause i'm I'm coming up to my one year anniversary so I've kind of really thought about what I want to get out of it um kind of look back at what I've achieved and stuff like that and I think the more i do this the the better i feel about what i'm doing it's it's a weird it's a weird skill to develop and you don't even know that you need it and then when you do it you're like why don't i do this more often why don't i you know <laughs> take the time to do this um so yeah i think that all of that's given me more energy to spend on other things and stuff um side project progress hasn't been super um great last couple of weeks but um yeah, very slow, small improvements. I, I was trying to do form validation the other day, Ooh. building my own hook Ooh. in React and following tutorials and got really deep in TypeScript and got lost. Um, I need a dev to come and help me. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, that that was fun as well. Um, I like getting lost in coding problems <laughs> No one well. Nobody says that, but I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, but at least with our <laughs> shameless plug here, our community, you can probably ask questions to support
3: that, you know, tech, mindset, Yes, I should definitely ask someone to teach me TypeScript properly. <laughs>
0: There's plenty of geeks in the community that will probably be able to help. And that's not an offensive way. I love geeks. They're the best. Nice <laughs> one. Uh, so plenty of good learning this week, actually. So another good range.
2: Good stuff. Shall we uh, go into the first question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So the first question this week is, does tech slash platform knowledge drive the side projects you pursue? Uh, and what tools do you tend to use? Yeah. Uh, Mike, do you want to go first? <laughs> I did think about asking Jesse, but I thought I might—I will throw him under the bus straight away. Give him a chance. <laughs> uh, thanks. Uh, thanks.
1: Um, yes, I suppose. In terms of, uh, I sometimes think of uh, side project ideas and stuff, and will either—I might discount them because I don't have the skills to do it, or I might change the um, specifications of the side project to suit my my skill set. Um and in terms of like the platform i tend to i tend to go in phases of of new platforms and stuff so for example i sort of just i was looking for a, a few years ago i was looking for a new c m s for my personal website um and i chose craft c m s and craft c m s is really good like really good i've really enjoyed using it um and me you, me moving away from it is no fault of craft it was just uh me being nerdy Um and so I then like got into craft I sort of really like deep dough deep dive deep i dived deep <laughs> within craft uh, yeah. and sort of like explored it and stuff and it was almost like chicken and egg in the fact that I'd come across things in craft and be like oh I really want to build something with that feature what could I build and then that kind of sits in the back of my mind and next time I have a sort of side project idea I'm like oh yeah that's great um and so i then built a couple of side projects with craft so uh behind the source where i interview developers and stuff um and my email newsletter database both built in craft and then uh it sort of like shifts so i then sort of discovered eleventy everyone was talking about eleventy online so i was like oh what can i build with this i really want to you know i want to have a side project to build with it um, and then so my first thing was, oh, I can convert behind the source. So behind the source was converted to Eleventy. And then that sort of inspired me then to convert my site, which then inspired me to convert my beer site and stuff. So it's very much in terms of tech and platform, it's very chicken and egg. I use side projects to try new things, but I don't often try new things uh, for every side project kind of thing. They they tend to follow a theme.
2: Wow. I, I guess I'm just so used to sometimes Mike's answer is like, nope, don't know what to answer for this. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, uh,
0: Si, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much blown away by what Mike just said. So I think there's a bit of a, an element to everything that I do is a chicken and egg situation. You kind of go, well, I like this. What can I do with it? And then you get into it, you go, oh, now I can use that on this. And it goes round and round. Um, the nature of the kind of projects I do are more, they're less codey than they used to be, let's say. More like communities podcasts, so it's more multimedia and you know less techie framework sort of things. But what I have found that I have been a Mac man. Obviously, I'm always in GarageBand to do the podcast. I don't generally use like the high end tools that are available. I don't need to. You know, GarageBand serves a purpose. It's pretty good at this sort of stuff. Um, I've become familiar with it, so I know that I can just jump around it quite quickly with the keyboard shortcuts and editing points and stuff like that. Um, so I do find that I just stick to the tools I know. Uh, But I've got used to over time as well. If I was to go back into developing something, I'd probably go, well, what's hot right now? What's good? What's something I can learn? But at the same time, I'd still be thinking about the old stuff I used to use. Like a lot of my apps that are still in PHP, for example, or WordPress. All my websites are in WordPress. So I just know how to get them up and running, get them in there, get the plugins in there to get it working and not worry about all the code that a lot of people would. I just don't see the point. I'd rather just get something out there and see if it works. So I think there's an element of, yes, I've got my whole faithful it's in my toolkit. I have got WordPress, bang, podcast, Pinecast, and GarageBand, done. Community, probably Slack, but might be something else out there, like a Twitter community or something. But yeah, I, I don't find that it influences it too much. It's more like these frameworks and tools will help me do what I want to do. I'm not, I've got enough understanding out there. If I don't, I know who to speak to that might give me a good direction as well. What
2: about you sam so my 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 i've got a mic answer for this one so with with my with my side projects being basically comics and stuff uh tech platforms don't really come into the equation really i guess my side projects as i've said before it's kind of it's kind of a reaction to being so close to technology all day so I, you know I, I, when I'm working on comics i want to kind of get away from the code and i want to do something that's uh that's I suppose, not Not relaxing, it's the wrong kind of word, or cathartic. But, you know, it's just something completely different to what I spend my days doing. Um, it's it's just a nice way to, to sort of switch off my brain as well, because a lot of the stuff I can do, you know, you, you, you do get into a bit of a flow. I guess the only thing that, that comes to mind was an idea I was thinking about the other day, which was, I wonder if you can start utilising CSS grids to start making, you know, comics online a bit more kind of flexible that's one thing that i've i've kind of thought about and pondered but whether i actually go ahead and do that that remains to be seen i might just as i've said before i might just drop the idea online let someone let someone take it and give me a credit for it Talks about that though we should get that that community
0: set up let's work together on this whoa <laughs> <laughs> i did
2: enjoy f1's face when he said that all three of us were like "Ooh, it was a beard stroke yeah. css grid. there you go you, you guys you guys go away and build it and and i'll i'll just keep i'll keep on play with, <laughs> playing with my pens and ink <laughs> you can provide that content yeah. how about you jesse
3: um I, yeah on that um yeah css grid is like magic i feel like i've introduced people to it and they just like whoa so much you could do it's so cool um yeah like an are you talking about like a having an open source kind of like mixer where you can just come up with ideas and someone else builds it that sounds like a, a fun community if that is what you're thinking
2: yeah i guess my my line of thinking just sorry just to quickly jump on that my line of thinking was primarily you know just do a comic just as a proof concept just to see how how well it could be achieved um but then I guess you could take that further, and you know, can you build some sort of framework that would allow people to build their own comics? In there, because you know, there's a massive, massive web comic community, which currently is just restricted to essentially JPEGs or you know, static images on Instagram or on Webtoons or something like that. Um, so it's just about is is there a way we can sort of use the flexible medium of the web to you know deliver a bit more of a flexible um comic reading experience i guess so lots of food for thought anyway sorry go what, what were you gonna say jesse
3: um yeah no, uh, i'm lost in that idea now it, <laughs> it just sounds really interesting um there used to be a really famous online web comic didn't there i always forget the name of it but people dev seem X- to just C D. yep see <laughs> <all loves> that.
2: <laughs>
3: just imagining that like coming back to life if it's not still going probably is still going oh
1: it's still going no it's, it's still yeah. it's still going <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: You just come across people that just seem to have it XKDC for any scenario as well, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> I don't work with anyone like that at the moment. Or maybe I do, and they just don't share them. Um, so, yeah, if any of my co-workers <laughs> listen to this, send me the webcomics. Um, I think when I have um, like taken things on as side projects, it, it depends on what I want to get out of it. I think, like Sai was saying, if I kind of want to get something done you know I will go for the tried and tested stuff the stuff that I know that works um whereas like if I'm trying to learn from the project while I'm doing it I'll definitely reach for different tools and this definitely even comes across like to little design side projects that I've done, you know, I was primarily just using sketch like most designers, I think, um, until a couple of years ago. And then, you know, I, I wanted to redesign my site and then I, I redesigned it in Figma initially because I'd never used Figma before and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do it all in there. And there's so many I mean, there's a different prototyping tool that comes out every week for designers as well. So, you know, there's always finding excuses to use those. And then you can bring them into, you know, i don't like to recommend things at work unless i've you know had a bit of a play with them um but yeah recently we were looking um i i watched some videos by the guy i think his name's richard harris um that created svelte um and i found that kind of like what he was talking about and because it's it's a framework but it's not a framework i forget what he calls it now but um I, I was kind of drawn into that and I was, I think it the first time that I've really looked at like a bit of technology and been like, I want to build something with that, but I don't know what. And um, my friend at work actually built uh, like a little website with it. And uh, it was really cool to see that like you'd done it really quickly. And he said it was a really nice experience and stuff. So I've been kind of side eyeing it and being like, maybe I'll rebuild my website with that, like down the line at some point. But because I've got like a quite ambitious side project on the go at the moment, it's, kind of holding me back but with that because I wanted to learn because uh, I wanted to do kind of some back-end stuff myself the tools that I picked were um stuff that I've never used before um but that's what I wanted to get out of it as well is um so I'm like using firebase to do all of the uh back-end stuff which is you know really quick and easy to use and the docs are really great loads of videos so yeah a big it depends <laughs> <laughs> Can
0: you tell us a little bit more about this side project you're going on, Jesse? You know, what, what it actually is.
3: Yeah, um, I I don't have like a really concise uh, lift pitch for it yet. Um, I'd say that basically it's kind of been born out of frustration for me and that I've had not really settled on a. I, I heard you talking about this in the last uh, episode, Cy, actually about you using, is it tick tasks or tick, 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 tick. yeah. And yeah. um, like, I, I've seen it on Twitter as well. So many people talking about like, there's just no good app to like take, like keep track of like little to do's, but then people do like quite deep and meaningful work as well. And there's nowhere that where you can do both of those things in one go. So my thinking was, you know, there's apps that I really like doing kind of written stuff on. Um, I use um, AI writer, IA writer, I always forget which way around those letters go. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, I used to use Dropbox Paper in a previous job and I loved that and it worked really well. So I kind of feel like those editors are really nice. There's elements of I think Dropbox Paper is the one that I've kind of really loved using. Um, And then for like tracking tasks and stuff, I used to use this app called uh, Sunsama, which was uh, really, really good. But they, um, you know, they're doing really well. They got onto YC and they've gone like enterprise. So the pricing's like crazy and stuff like that, and I was kind of like, you know, what is there for the you know the solo person that just wants to keep track of their own stuff and stuff like that? And then I was like, yeah, I'll just build my own. Yeah, okay, I know how to do this. I'll I'll do it. So that's kind of the the inspiration of like where it's come from. So the output is ideally, you know, a combination of a a task tracker and I guess a note taking or like a documentation type app. For individuals, um, part of the reason why it's for individuals and not for teams is because doing uh, collaborative documentation stuff is a bit <laughs> difficult. Uh, I don't want to attempt that. Or <laughs> Fair point, though, man. Yet, maybe one day. Yeah, I mean, I, I
0: interviewed a guy, Dan Vinicum, uh last year, I think it was, and he built uh, a, a project management app for the solo developer, um, and he sold it. Yeah. So he proved there's a market for this, and there's definitely demand. But it, it, was, it was, again, like you, it's not ple- satisfying your needs. So I'm going to go and make it and mm. try and learn along the process. So, um, yeah, I mean, keep us in the loop on that project and let us know if you want any uh, user testers, because I'm pretty sure all of us would go, yeah, I've not found anything like this yet. Let's see how this works. <laughs> yeah. Just gone on
1: the uh, SunSama website and their their headline is the daily planner for elite professionals and it's Ooh. like what's an elite professional i can't use that i'm not an elite professional i'm not a professional
3: <laughs> I, I had this conversation about Fantastic as well the other day like loads of people were uh saying how amazing it is and i like popped it open i looked at it and i was like this is just it seems okay and then um i friend said to me he was like oh yeah because your calendar is like empty most of the time so you don't see the benefit of it and i was like yeah i guess i'm not an elite you know <laughs> um <laughs>
0: calendar, calendar junkie. junkie yeah um I am. <laughs> do you use it no use fantastical i'll stick to the classics i've got um apple calendar and outlook for most of my stuff and then i just plug it all into my phone and my watch and everything so i've got it
3: handy there's also a funny um there's another like app out there that came really close to doing what i want to do called time stripe i actually got like heart palpitations as i was like going through their website i was like oh my god have they built what i want already it was like a mix of like maybe they've solved my problem which made me feel relieved and then maybe they've solved my problem which then made me like oh god have i wasted my time on this um <laughs> <Dear>. <laughs> which is an interesting place to be in i think I, i've had friends that have started side projects and invested like five ten grand in it and been like oh someone's launched something better so i've just packed it in um which seems quite sad yeah never give up man that's probably a good segue <laughs> into the next question
0: actually though isn't it yeah mike do you want to bring, give us your question for the week?
1: Yes. So, um most likely, we have all experienced imposter syndrome in a professional capacity. Um, I, I was, I was one of those sort of fortunate ones that didn't think I had until someone was like, I heard on a podcast, someone was like, even if you think you've just had a very lucky career that you've got jobs because of luck. It's like that's probably imposter syndrome, and that's pretty much how I feel about my life. So, but I'd be interested to know: have you experienced imposter syndrome in side projects at all? Um, I'm going to go to Sam first. As, uh, <laughs> not, I feel like he has previously expressed that he has. I don't want to. I don't want listeners to think I'm just bullying him. Um,
2: so, Sam. Easy one for me. Yes, absolutely, definitely. I I still get imposter syndrome, like even now after years and years. Like, I you know I'm I'm not like a, I'm not a big headed person, but I would I'd consider myself you know a competent artist. You know I can I can put my put mine to most things given enough time, but there are still you know there are still times where you just think I'm I'm sort of just playing at this comic making thing. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm, you know, at the moment I'm not making money doing it or anything like that. It's not, it's not a a viable profession. That kind of it seeps in when I follow a lot of people who do it as a professional, uh, as a, as their profession. So you, you do sort of start comparing yourself. Yeah, you just you've got to work really hard to quiet that voice in your head that kind of is saying, you're not like these people. You're, you're nowhere near the level of these people. You know, you should just throw in the towel now because you're not going to get, you know. It's it's not a nice mindset to have, but it, it does, it does happen.
1: And does it, this is, I mean, this is a very like leading question and I feel like it might sort of dawn <laughs> on you kind of thing, but you were sort of mentioning in the sort of pre-recording recording that you were looking at videos for lettering and that you'd realised that the lettering you'd done wasn't had like it fell down loads of sort of pitfalls and stuff is that Mm -hmm. is it times like that that you're like why am i even making a comic if i can't even do lettering or is that like a no this is perfect this is a learning opportunity i'm smashing it
2: yeah no it's definitely the second one for me um in that particular scenario it was more of a here's here's a way i can really improve what i'm doing um and sort of streamline my process a bit more and things like that um it's kind it's kind of hard to put my finger on where the feeling comes from. Um, cause I, I, you know, I've, I've got a particular style that I, that I tend to sort of work in. Um, but I follow lots of people with lots of different styles. So I follow people with like really sort of detailed, amazing color work. And I look at my stuff and kind of go, Oh, that's, you know, I think that's where it comes from. It's where I start comparing what I've done to other people. Um, Rather than yeah, rather than sort of seeing seeing errors because you I I, I always see errors in my own work um, all the time because I've been there the whole time I I know yeah. where I've made mistakes um, and I know where I've do- I've drawn a line that shouldn't be there even if it looks okay to everybody else I know that that line shouldn't be there I think I'm kind of going off on a tangent here does <laughs> I- <laughs>
0: Diving deep or deep in diving. Starting to yeah. <laughs>
2: start to ump- unpack my dark my dark sort of thoughts about my own artwork. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jesse, what about you? Have you
1: have you experienced imposter syndrome in, in side projects?
3: Um I was thinking about how to answer this. I I was gonna answer it in a bit of a Twitter meme fashion of what is a side project if not a place to safely get imposter syndrome the for me i i mostly i there's definitely been like design side projects that i've done where i've kind of been like i know exactly what i'm doing but even even then within your day job you know I, I get it all the time but yeah i feel like everything i've tried to take on i tried to build a game last year i had no idea what i was doing just had it the whole time there's part of me that was like i feel like this could be a really cool career there's no way i could ever do it but <laughs> or like without you know, going back to like being entry level. So no, I, yeah, I think I have got it all the time. But I kind of enjoy that of like, yeah, I am a noob. So what? <laughs> you know, I need to learn all of this stuff again from scratch. Or you know, um this is something that I'm developing a passion in. I want to get better at. So yeah, kind of own the being rubbish at it <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. And Sai. Yeah, I mean, we were talking. We had where we had this conversation about the question. I was like, I don't think I do. I, I all the time professionally and I've, I've spoken about this publicly about having imposter syndrome um, in my career but I don't think with side projects I've ever felt that way but then was, as we were talking I just thought yes I have yes I really have so with the music podcast I've been doing for like 15 odd years now I remember in the early days people were going oh wow you must be an amazing how, massive DJ that you must you're going to have to come to our, our party in the Bether and all this I was like Jesus I'm well out of my depth now and it, it was panic stations because people were going yeah, but you're an amazing DJ, surely. Well, no, I'm I'm a hobbyist, I'm a room de- bedroom DJ sort of type. But it was it was I was unaware of this sort of this persona I was giving off, I guess, as a DJ. You kind of do make out that you're the best DJ in the world as part of the game, especially when you're a naive twenty something thinking you are. Um as, as reality checks in there, you go, Well out of my depth now, you know. And I I think that's probably the worst case I've had of imposter syndrome with side projects specifically. You know, I do it for fun. I still do it now, just for fun. And if anyone else enjoys it, sweet. And luckily, we do still get enough downloads to make it worthwhile. Um, The guys I work with, they, they treat it as a side project as well. Funny enough, I think um Matt, who is one of the other DJs, he put it on his LinkedIn last week because he was featured on BBC Sounds as like a new sound. I don't know what the, the phrase was, but he was like, do I put this out there on LinkedIn as a side project? That was his actual caption. Mm. Complete tangent, but I think the whole music thing does put you in the limelight and you feel like everyone's an imposter. And you can probably look at the music industry as everyone in the industry thinks they're probably an imposter as well. That's probably one of the worst industries to be in, to feel like you've got imposter syndrome. I mean, Sam, you talk about creativity and comics. Again, I think everyone has got an element of creativity feels like, I'm not good at this. There's always someone better than me. And that's why I like to do it. Mm-hmm. but then maybe that, that like you say <laughs> is it what feeds the idea and desire to this looking back to a previous episode what motivates us to do a side project I want to take it on I want to give it a go I don't, I'm, I'm, yeah I'm at my depth why, should, why am I at my depth if they can do it why can't I so that, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a very interesting topic I'm glad you brought it up because I don't know if I specifically feel like I suffer it but then you can realise the patterns
1: yeah I, I, I mean I was I was sort of I posed the question I was trying to think of of how it applied to me. And I think, um, so what I try and do with my side projects is when I learn things, I then write a blog post because that helps sort of cement my knowledge. And it's like, I I learn it. I think I know it really well. So i write a blog post and I think this is the best. And then like a week later, I'll just be like, what the hell was I talking about? I don't know anything about this. And that's what, it's its weird. It's sort of like a delayed imposter syndrome. It's like my blog post has been out for a week, a month, maybe even a year. And I'm just like, what the hell was I chatting about? This is like, I don't know. I can't, I've not got the authority to publish a blog post on Cloudflare or 11ty. Or but then like every now and then I'll get a random DM or a tweet and someone going, oh, thanks for this blog post. It really helped. Or I was reading this blog post and I noticed this little bit. But the rest of it was spot on and it's those little like sparks, those little bits of communication that sort of let me know that, yeah, maybe maybe the blog posts are useful. I mean, I mainly write my blog posts for me anyway, so that I don't have to Google stuff because, you know, if it takes me a while to find an answer. But, yeah, that's that's where it really settles in for me is is when. Um, I'm writing blog posts, and every now and then, when I post a beer review as well, uh, because I follow loads of beer reviewers on Instagram, and they're all like, "Oh, it's got an ooty mouthfeel and the aftertaste is slightly acidic." And I'm just like, "It tastes good. I like it." <laughs> you know, it's just like I've, <laughs> to the followers on Instagram, I'm like, "Do they? What are they getting from my reviews?" Like, but again, uh, uh, you know, one of my one of my sister's friends messaged me the other day. He's like, "I'm going to go out and buy that beer based."
0: entirely on your review so you've reminded me i need to go get some bishop's fingers after seeing your review from last week
1: (laughs) love a bishop's finger
0: there's your episode title it
1: is it is there it is the imposter syndrome is which is weird in side projects because as jesse said like side projects are the the prime place to to be an imposter because you're not being paid to fail
2: in a weird kind of way
1: um, if, but it being an imposter is not failure at all. I need to
2: sort of caveat that. Do you think imposter syndrome would be as uh, prevalent if we didn't have things like social media and this kind of, or at least from my perspective, you know, there's not necessarily pressure, but as an artist, you want to you want to share the stuff that you're working on. Uh, you know, just sort of keep keep your network or your your followers sort of fed with a steady stream of content.
0: I think social media has introduced an element of it uh, quite a lot, actually, because it's, it's, a, it's a platform to communicate and it's, it's your profile that you're building on, really. I mean, whatever we all use our social medias for, I generally see it as my personal profile. I can build on it, but I'm putting myself out there and everyone seems to do this. And you can go into the deep sciences of what social media is doing to people right now. But I think it, it's definitely, for all its sins, it's highlighted a lot of problems and not necessarily addressed them well. And it's only now, talking about the stuff earlier with, the, you know, um, helping women with, the, the, you know, the domestic violence stuff. It's only now we're trying to solve it when it's got a little bit too late. And well, we should have addressed this early on, but we didn't know what was going to happen with social media. You know, take us back 20 years. It didn't exist. We, the best thing we had was a forum or a BB, you know, space. It was there was no <laughs> social media. It was just a, a private space to talk shit. And I think that's where we need to kind of just think, you know what? We all know what, we, what we're here to do. We need to have confidence in ourselves and just kind of take it on a bit at a time, because we're not superhumans and we are vulnerable and we are putting ourselves out there. But don't be a dick about it. Just be be of mate and help
2: me if you want. <laughs> nice. Well said. I like it. D It's is my favourite acronym. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of social media, I think that brings us to the wrap up, doesn't it? Oh,
0: another segue. Oh, nice. I'm, I'm on it this week, guys. He, yeah. let take it over. Sam wants to own this bad boy now, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> take it, man. I'm not bothered. Um, yeah, should we uh, go round the table? Just give everyone the uh, socials so people can get a hold of each other.
1: Mike? Uh, I am Mike Streety on uh, all the good
2: social networks. Nice. Sam? I'm Nocturnamonkey Monkey uh, on Twitter. And no, that's pretty much it, actually. I was going to say Instagram, but I don't have that account anymore um that's my personal slash web based or ranty kind of stuff um and skinny drawn boy is my twitter and instagram handle for my art stuff
0: beautiful and jesse how can we get hold of you and find your stuff
3: yeah i'm uh at jesse payne 27 on twitter um i have to say as well jesse is spelled j e double s e because uh because of toy story lots of people put an i in it and um, no i Uh, but yeah that's the account that I'm mostly active on Um, don't really do Instagram or LinkedIn much anymore Uh, and I'm at
0: Sai on the Twitter and at Sai Jobling and all the others if you want to get in touch with any of us we are all also available in our On The Side Slack community if you pop on over to ontheside.network you can join us there and have a good conversation about the stuff we've brought up maybe bring some other conversations to the, the community as well for the podcast, you can get hold of at Make Life Work Pod on the Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can email hello at makelifeworkpodcast.com. All the show notes and archives are available on the website, makelifeworkpodcast.com. And if you'd like to leave us a like, rating or review, we are on all the podcast apps as well.
1: Mike. out to uh, a guy called Jam on the Typo 3 podcast who at the head, end of his podcast says... If you enjoyed the podcast, share it with a friend. If you
0: don't, share it with an enemy.
1: And I quite like that (laughs) as a sign-up.
0: The other thing I just (laughs) want to point out, we still have some TickTick Premium vouchers to give away for a month. Um, If you hook up us on the socials or drop us an email, we'll send you a code and you get the first month free for uh, TickTick Premium. Anything else people want to talk about?
3: Nope.
0: Not today. Thanks for joining us, Jesse. Good to have you on board.
3: All right, Thanks for having me.
0: And we will hopefully get you along another time as well and just a final point this is the final episode of this season um we will be wrapping up for a few weeks um while we all take a break and mike goes and has a baby so um yeah (laughs) there we go (laughs) not literally his family
2: (laughs) all
0: right cheers cheers guys bye thanks everyone see you later bye